You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sid Talk. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Sid Talk. Happy New Year to you. It's not that new anymore, but Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to our listeners. It's like four days old now, right? Three, four days old? Two, is it, is it not the second today? I don't know for sure. Just been a blur. That would be Today two. is the second. <laughs> I thought it was like the fourth. So the, well, time is weird. The newness wears off quick for Sid's it, it does, it does. Just two days and she's done. I'm over it. I'm like, it's not new anymore. Everybody, so, grow up. So we hope you had a nice <laughs> festive season. Did you get any nice presents under your tree, Sid Talk? Of course I did. I got Bob's Burgers stickers. If no one knows, I really love Bob's Burgers. Um, I got Bob's Burgers socks. I got an outdoor camera to do, if anyone else doesn't know, I also like gardening. I've started gardening the last several years. And an outdoor camera will allow me to do time lapses and whatnot and keep an eye on the outdoor camera. There's all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. How about you? I got a PlayStation 5 controller, the DualSense controller from you. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you. But I, I only got, got you that because I found out you go, you're going to get you a PlayStation 5. I so. still haven't got it, but I'm getting it this week. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I also got good some... Good friends are very good. We'll say that. <laughs> yes. I got some LED strip lights to put behind my cinema screen in my cinema room. Oh, yeah. They're very nice. I like them. Thank you. Yep. I also got... What else did I get? I don't remember. That's all right. You'll remember in time. It'll occur to you as the day goes on. I mean, I do re- I do remember. Oh, I got a Star Wars t-shirt. True. I got also... Oh, some. I also got some LED bulbs. For oh yeah, the house. Smart, smart bulbs. bulbs. I realize yeah. you really enjoy those smart bulbs, so you know. Yeah, I'm a simple person. I like enjoy a light bulb, <laughs> a video game, and a light bulb. <laughs> I love a light bulb. Yeah, it was so, very nice. It was very nice, and uh, thank you, and I love you, and oh, thanks, thank you. I think you. I think I love you too. Thank you. <laughs> So it is uh, Saturday, January the 2nd. This is after the show 665. The movie we're looking at this week is Wonder Woman 1984. It's a 2020 movie released on um, December the 25th. It was a Christmas present for all the HBO Max subscribers. Um, So this is one of the movies that was supposed to be in theaters in summer, but never got to theaters and went straight to hbo max so we watched that today it's pg-13 it's from our friends at warner brothers who give us a digital code to look at and uh there will be a blu-ray and 4k release upcoming but they haven't announced it just yet so if you do need to watch it now go to hbo that's where it is can we have a word with them about this digital code situation we don't all have what they want us to watch it on. Often, uh, not we have to make allowances. Not pointing somebody out, but often 
different companies send us codes to watch and they just assume you have an Apple device. And not everybody in the world has an Apple no, device. No, we don't. We have everything but an Apple device. <laughs> we really do, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you send us an Apple code, it often doesn't work. So, um, less of our struggles and problems. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, us, sure, sure. Give us the synopsis of Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, Wonder Woman is in 1984 and has to save everybody. It's kind of, kind of it. That's kind of it. I'm all about the truth because the theme is the truth. Face the truth. Deal with the truth. That's the truth. There's your other synopsis. It's all about the truth. I'll give you the one off the um, off the uh, back of the it box. It won't be as succinct as mine, I can assure you. There isn't a box, so this is off right. IMDb. <laughs> it says, rewind to the 1980s as Wonder Woman's next big screen adventure finds her facing two all-new foes, Max Lord... And the cheetah. That's all it says. Oh, interesting. Okay. So they're learning from my prime example. Keep it short. All right. So let me say, I'm a fan of the DC universe. Oh my, you're starting with a, let me just say this, but. No. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan since Man of Steel. I'm a, I'm a fan of DC universe. I, am a, 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 I think Wonder Woman, the first movie, is one of my favorites in the whole DC universe. It was very good. Mm -hmm. I um, in, also enjoyed Wonder Woman 1984, but, but, oh, I am doing a but. Yep. I didn't quite as enjoy it as much as the first one, and I'll tell you why. Okay, that's what, that's what podcasting is all about, <laughs> talking and telling people stuff. Um, I liked it, because I do like to see Wonder Woman, but it's kind of, there's a lot of problems with it. <laughs> he says reluctantly yeah um and the problems and i actually think the problems are in the script itself there's some really bad dialogue in this movie there is unfortunately i yeah. mean it it fits it's a superhero movie so we're not trying to be like "Ooh, it needs to be intellectual and wonderful and change your life and all that shit but i mean there is a level of you know and the first Grown one, up quality that you'd like to see in these things. Yeah, because the first movie, again, was a superhero movie, but I feel like it was particularly well. I liked the, the way it was written. I liked the arc of it. Yeah, it did have a shitty fight at the end of the it first did. movie. That was the only thing I didn't really like. But this movie, it kind of, it's a little bit all over the place. And it kind of, I don't know, there's some bad special effects as the... I have to say, all DC movies have bad special effects in parts. There's, there doesn't seem to be the same, um, like, standard as as Marvel. I think Marvel's special effects are better in general, right? I don't if know if to... I'd compare, because they're very different in very many areas. So. I think just the special effects in DC movies have a certain way about them, and I've kind of come to the point, after watching lots of these movies, that where I'm like, I know the special effects are going to be bad as soon as I see... In fact, in this movie, it opens on the Amazon Amazonians and they're doing their Olympic Games kind of thing. Yeah. And there's tons of like rubber bodies running, like flipping about, right? I, mean, I wanted it to look so good. I mean, it kind of looked good in parts. It was like the Amazonians, they were doing all the Olympic Games and they were jumping and running and flipping. But then there was a lot... Of, there was rubber bodies like Spider-Man from the... Sam Raimi movies. Correct. And, you know, a lot of, like, 
very green screeny looking stuff with lens flares to make it kind of look a bit more real. It just it sticks out, doesn't it? You go, oh. Immediately, I was like, okay, prepare. Yeah. Prepare. So there's a lot of that throughout the movie, and they, you know, they make some choices with Wonder Woman where she's like flying through the air, and it, you know. You know what I was thinking of when she was doing it? Superman 1977, was it? <laughs> yes, it was. Like, it looked like that. Like, it, like just not great. I mean, I was like, surely they could do better than that now. But then I just had to, you know, you have to take all that and go, okay. Yep, you gotta let it go. But then there's good stuff to the movie for me. And the good stuff, you know, I love Kristen Wiig mm-hmm. in anything. And I find her, I really liked her in this. Um, but again, with this script, and again, I think it, I think it's down to the script. It, I don't feel like the characters are developed enough. They they're developed very like quickly. You have to figure out who they are and what they're doing and their motivations, and then they're just involved in some giant thing all of a sudden, and you're like, oh, I didn't really get to know this guy, for instance. Like the I'm not know. sure if we ever do. It just is done better in a lot of other. Movies, you know what I mean? I don't think we ever get a really good and it, growing, like a really good um, introduction to all the bad guys we ever meet and all that stuff. But when you do it right, it only takes like one scene for you to be, ah, I understand this person. Whereas this young lady, young lady, middle-aged woman, I guess at this point, you're like, okay, she thinks she's unpopular. Okay. But she's attractive. She's got a good job. We're talking about Kristen Wiig's character, right? You're saying she's not developed very good. I was talking about both, really. Maxwell and her. And she's like, she's attractive. She's got a good job. She's funny. She's intelligent. But then she says like, oh, nobody likes me here. I'm I'm alone. And then you're supposed to be like, oh, understand this person. It seemed very incomplete. Or kind of passive aggressive almost. It was very weird. And again, with the big buddy guy, his... I like how he plays it, but it's, you know, it's it's kind of odd the way it, it's like, it, it's very cartoonish. Mm-hmm. It's like Dick Dastardly a little bit. A little in, bit. At times. Not always, but sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'll, you know, and then in the middle of the movie, there's also um, a love story, which there was in the first movie, which I think worked quite well in the first movie. But um, mm-hmm. in this movie... It's a little bit odd, first off, the circumstances surrounding it. Yeah. I couldn't get my mind off the circumstances. <laughs> Should we spoil like what's happening there? It's up to you. I mean, I wouldn't spoil it, but then it's it's a huge movie and loads of people have probably seen it already. Yeah, so there might be some spoilers, so we're probably going to talk about something that, if you've not seen it, might be important to you or not. <laughs> so uh, how does she... Dis- what happens here with the... You what happens explain. in the whole story? No, just the just the part about the love story. Okay, because then I also have to spoil Wonder Woman thing. Yeah, well, Wonder Woman's fair game. It's like two okay. years old, three okay. years old. So in Wonder Woman, love interest Chris Pine sacrifices himself. Wonder Woman two, she's feeling very lonely. It's been forty some years. She doesn't know that her wish will be granted, but this magic stone they've found, not magic, but it's been imbued with some powers by some god a long time ago, blah, blah. She wishes, apparently, that he was still around. And all of a sudden, he is now... There's another guy who is 
just himself, but now inside of him. It's that body swap thing, like from those movies. X-Files. Yes, where they change personalities and stay in the body. So we have to assume, because Chris Pine is now inside this other guy's body. Right. She sees Chris Pine, so we see Chris Pine. But Chris Pine sees this other guy. Right, but he's actually the other guy. So your thing (laughs) the whole time was like, what happened to the other guy? Yeah, like what? (laughs) Is he in like purgatory or something? What kind of sad existence is it? Or is it his, (laughs) or, I, I also thought this. Is it other guy's best day ever because he gets to sleep with Wonder Woman? Yeah, but that's one of the contentions, isn't it? That she's basically taking advantage of this guy's body while he's not aware of it. Yeah, and they tried to they tried to explain around it a bit by her looking at him and saying, "I only see you." Right. That and now I then I was like, okay, so she doesn't even see this other guy, and she's never seen this other guy. She just sees him. She so, saw the other guy at first, remember, at the party. And then all the of a sudden guy, yeah. he morphed into Yeah. Chris so Pine. maybe she just was like, well. So what bothers you is that the whole time, where's this other guy's brain and mind? Where yeah, has he been? Is he a zombie slave? <laughs> like, is he... Yeah. I, I'm with you on it that. It was bizarre and weird. and I, I couldn't get it. I kept thinking, no, that's that other guy. Yep. He's flying a jet now, but it's the other guy. <laughs> it's the other guy. <laughs> so yeah, that that was weird, um, but it was great. I like seeing. I think Chris Pine does a really good job in this because it's a fish out of water again. I mean, Diana is a fish out of water, also, right? True. But then he is, and he's out of time. You know, he's back from the World War Two. So there's that there's that thing which, again, I don't think any movie ever capitalizes on enough. You know, when they bring a person from a different time period into a time period, Mm -hmm. such as the 80s here, they do a little montage where he's getting dressed and he's trying on different 80s outfits and it's funny. But I don't think ever ever, any movie ever, like, does it enough. I think Captain America did a good job of it and not being overt about it. It can be a bit too cheeky, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Thor actually did it well, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Remember... In the, in the first Thor movie where he comes from his And none of planet. it was good. Yeah, but it was fun. Like, oh, yeah. Thor is in a place he's never been before, and he acts a certain way, and everybody else doesn't. I like that, and they do it a little bit here, but and it was kind of funny when he was trying on the outfits. Mm. The other thing I feel is, I mean, this movie has Hans Zimmer doing the score, so it's epic and glorious. I love Hans Zimmer music. <laughs> in fact, when I was in the kitchen just then, I turned on this soundtrack album and started listening to it. And uh, I was like, yeah, this is cool. You know, it reminds me of Man of Steel. It's like that orchestral, you know, epic superhero music. But then this is a movie set in 1984. And they make it clear from right at the beginning, people in their 80s outfits and all that. But they don't capitalize on 80s music at all. True. Which I would have had some fun 80s songs during the action sequences or something, or somewhere, you know? There's uh, one song in the movie, and it's Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. But if you blink, well, you, can't, <laughs> yeah. you would you would miss that it was going on. I mean, it's in the background, in, in a scene, and uh, that's it. There's no other songs. Or I mean, I know Hans Zimmer needs to get his paycheck <laughs> and to write lots of songs, lots of, you know, classical themes for it. But come on, even the... Even when she had a fight with Cheetah, surely that could, sh- 
Surely they should have had Cat Scratch Fever playing. Come on. <laughs> oh my God. Listen to you. You're actually writing the movie as you're watching it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, come on. That's a good idea, right? It is. Do you think somebody threw that down on the t- around the table and they were like, nah. No, because <laughs> they had to pay her a lot more money. And so they're like, we got to save some money. Yeah, true. Anyway, I think I have some good ideas. I, I think, think you do. Um, because, you know, again, the movie opens with this like heist and it's so goofy. Like, it's a, it's goofy, isn't it? It's like... um. Oh, God, yeah, it's really awful. I thought it was, like, super cartoony and I not very thought, classy. You know what I thought? <laughs> and this is uh, this is how I was thinking. The goofy heist thing t- starts taking place. And Wonder Woman shows up. And she starts doing her stuff. And it's in a mall, 80s mall, you know. Mm-hmm. It's goofy as hell. The dialogue's really bad. It's goofy. You know what I thought it was? I thought she was in a TV show. Oh, they were making it. Oh, I, I thought I, I thought the opening was going to cut, and then they they say cut, and she's. I thought it was like a goofy TV show, and they were homaging the old show or something, but it actually wasn't. It wasn't. It was legit. <laughs> <laughs> it was the real deal. So again, you can take that idea if you want, because that was pretty cool, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I thought, because it was so like odd and like. Again, it. None of the rest of the movies like that, is it? It doesn't have that no, goofy. No, not that much. No, and um, some, but not quite. The no. bad guys in that in that opening sequence, those three guys who are robbing the thing, they're like villains from the old Batman movies, like Tim Burton. Yeah, or like villains from the Wonder Woman TV show. Is that what they were going yeah, for? Yeah, they're like, like uh, you know, it's real. Like they're falling over, they're dropping things on the floor. They're like, I don't know, like stupid. Like, it was really bad. Yeah. So in I, fact, in the first five minutes, you said men aren't looking very good in this movie. Oh, <laughs> they do um, a lot of making men look like sleazy and shitty, don't yeah. they? Yeah. In this movie, like purposely up front, there's a scene in the mall where there's some, uh, what do you call them, aerobics girls in the leg warmers, yeah. and they're doing aerobics, and it shows you very clearly that there are men stood just ogling them, like just. Also of the times. Yeah, well, also of now, if you watch The Amazing Race. <laughs> yes, in different parts of, well, everywhere. <laughs> Let's just say, it is what it is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it doesn't do men any favors for a while, this movie. I think it tones it down, like, halfway through. But there's a point where I was like, okay, we're doing, th- yeah, of course, this is Wonder Woman. Like, girl power, all that kind of stuff. But we're really making men, like, shitty. Yeah. Was there any positive men in the movie? Well, I mean, he's good. Apart from Chris Pine? Um, I think that you could argue the bad guy slash, you know, Pedro guy yeah. has to figure out how to not be horrible. Yeah, but he is kind of shitty when he... I mean, he's selfish and... Yep. You know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought he was... I thought they were trying to do, like, a bit of a Donald Trump thing... Oh, no, definitely not. This was a very 80s thing. Yeah. But at first I thought, oh, it was those guys that were on late night TV and telling you to, you know, that's what it was. Yeah. I don't think it was anything to do with Trump. Well, when we've watched like Supergirl, which is a DC show, they do like kind of. Yeah, but that's different. Politically things. Um, Also, I kind of like this about this movie. Um, If you look at it like a video game, which it kind of is. The boss fight at the end doesn't amount to a fight. It amounts to like a cool speech. 
Yeah. Like, it did, yeah. yeah. You mean her her thing, she says. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I think maybe they made her have the fight with a Cheetah, because they needed to have a fight. But then the actual showdown with the bad guys, not about fighting, which I, I was like, oh, I don't think I've seen that before in a superhero movie. There's always a fight. True. In fact... You could like you can like um, set your watch by it, can't you? You're like, okay, third act. Here comes the fight, and then there's a fight. I mean, there's action, but yeah, it's not like a big. No, it's like it's, yeah, it's Wonder Woman actually giving this important speech. Some would like, say preaching. Yes, I mean it is pretty preachy. You've Got to say that. Not godly preachy, but preaching an no, idea. Yeah, human racy preachy. Like please, yeah. be, please be better, everybody. Yeah. Can we not just get along, <laughs> everybody? Which I kind of I like that message that we watched spontaneous um, a few weeks ago. It had the same message with a speech at the end. Remember? Um, sp- yes, yes. It, it, almost the same ending. <laughs> but uh, I I kind of liked it. I thought that was ballsy to not go out on like some major action sequence because that's not what it was. Um, you know, she got into the cool costume, but it wasn't like oh let's fight for twenty minutes. Against Maybe that's a giant why body. a lot of people didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, prob- probably right because when you when you go off formula, people don't like it. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that is uh, one of the reasons. Uh, it was a reason for me to actually go. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like it. Um, there's a mid credits thing. We won't spoil. What did you think of the mid credits thing though? Yeah. <laughs> no offense to whoever thought it up and to everyone involved, but. Uninteresting. Would you say stay to the mid credits or just leave immediately? I'm not going to tell people what to do. <laughs> uh, you can watch it. It takes about two. Where are you staying? Where do you think people are going to see this movie? Should you go to the toilet straight away <laughs> as soon as the credits roll? There is no like being in the theater and huffing <laughs> off at the end. <laughs> yeah, don't hit pause or stop yet. Just watch it and then decide for yourself. It's just pretty blah. It's like Sadly, some... it could have been great, but, you know. Yeah. They were so, um, apparently, when they give out the screeners originally of this to the press to watch, they didn't put that part in the movie because they wanted it to be such a huge surprise on Christmas Day. That's how, like... <laughs> but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, and I read about that then, and I was like, really? That was what you were trying to hide that? Because it was, it's, it's okay, but it's... Is a bet is um the TV show Supergirl does it better that kind of thing? Yeah. You know. So um let's go on to the cast. Gal Gadot plays Diana Prince slash Wonder Woman. How do you like her as Wonder Woman? I like her. I mean I always like her. I think she's quality. I um I like her in I like her in this that she you know, she really she's got the 80s you said she's like lara croft at some point yeah because she's, okay, like she's archaeology. archaeologist yep yep yeah um she takes on the 80s she wears some 80s clothes quite a bit she has um the wonder woman costume you know and love from the first one but there's also a new costume which is the coolest don't you think um i prefer her regular one didn't you didn't you think it was it's like, cool but i good on the screen i did sure but i prefer the you know the iconic one. Yeah. I feel like I like the variety of colors. Just so you know, it's all gold. When it is. she ends up in a it's all gold. And the other yeah, um 
I, I like Gal Gadot. I think she's, um, you know, she does, you know, the part where she's flying through the sky and I said it kind of looks shitty. Mm-hmm. It, that felt like an homage to the old Wonder Woman more than anything. <laughs> Making it look shitty? No, making it look shitty, first off. And secondly, just the way she was, she, you know. What did Wonder Woman do in the um, 1970s? Is it 70s, the TV show, or 80s? She was an archaeologist. Oh, she was either a reporter or archaeologist. She might have been a reporter. I need to watch it more. It's It's a cool show. It's on MeTV. I think I've got it. I think I actually have it. Um, And you don't, it's not got no continue. No, there's no overarching story or anything. You can just pick any episode and watch it, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, But uh, no, I like her as Wonder Woman. I think she did a good job. And this isn't the first time she's played her. It's probably like the fifth, right? Because she was in the Justice League and, you know, the different Mm -hmm. movies. Uh, Chris Pine plays Steve Trevor again. What do you think of Christopher Pine? He's fine. I mean, they go well Is he your favorite Captain Kirk? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's blaspheme right there. What the heck? So Shatner's your favorite? Uh, I mean, he's the only other option. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not the only other option because, well, there well, is. There was another guy. There was Pike. Yeah, he wasn't Kirk. He was wasn't, it? no. Yeah. So uh, Chris Pine. Don't get me on Star Trek. I mean, jeez, Louise. Would you, um, did you find any emotion in Chris Pine's thing in this? Some, yeah. Because, you know. Shit had to go down for everybody not to be happy, but for everyone to survive. Yes. So I'm, I, yeah, I was a little touched. Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva. I liked her in the whole first part way better than I liked her in the whole second part. And Did you that's feel the not same her fault, the second part. No, no, no. It's I like CG. her anyway, but yeah. Yeah. I really like her. She's got some kind of, I find her really funny, even when she's not being funny. You I know? She's always being funny. But she isn't in this, is she? she? There's times where she's not being funny. When she's like, when they're in the White House, for instance. Oh, true. She's yeah, she's not pretty being, good. Yeah, she she's good. She's in some action scenes, which are pretty cool. That action scene's actually the best one with her in it. Even better Inside, than, not the... Yeah, because at yeah. least it's her, not like a rubber CG doll. You mean Cats come to, big, to Wonder Woman. That's what I was thinking was. It the was movie very cats. much Cats, wasn't it? <laughs> The Cats. The Cats. If you don't know what The Cats is from, it's from a Kevin Smith movie called... Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl. Those words were spoken by Mr. George Carlin because in the movie, he's Ben Affleck's dad and the little kid wants to go see Cats the musical and George Carlin says, let her go see The Cats. And Ben Affleck's like, you don't even know what that is. (laughs) Like an old person says, let's go to the Walmart. Yeah. You know? Um, Pedro Pascal plays Maxwell Lord. Um, Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. Really? And, uh, How would we know? <laughs> well, we do know because spoilers. There's so many news take stories about him. <laughs> if you've seen that final episode, you might have seen his face. He took it off one episode before that as well. Two episodes before that. Right. Um, he's had it off. He's had his. He's had his helmet off three times now in the Mandalorian. And now we know he's this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what did you think of Maxwell Lord? It was a mixed bag, I'll be honest. There were times when he was really good, and I was like, oh, I really wish he had played the whole bad guy as a serious, like, damaged, but horrible bad guy, right? Like, he really is bad because he's trying to just basically like, destroy everything so he can be in charge of everything, right? So that's horrible. 
But there are moments when you're like, I get it. I'm feeling bad for this guy because his performance got really good there at different moments. And then it would go away. And it, like, again, inconsistency. When you first meet him, is this, like, he's kind of dopey. He's like, yes. he's, um, he's like, you know, like in Better Call Saul, where Saul does his TV commercials. Yeah. He's in that mode right, where everybody's seen him on TV doing this dopey TV commercial and he kind of greets people by doing it so they recognize him. Yeah, and he stays But then that. he drops that completely and he's not that again. You know? Like, like yeah, it gets real serious and then it kind of just all disintegrates at some point. Yeah, it's really uneven. I was like, oh, so he's not the goofy guy. He's actually serious now? Oh, now he's a bit, like, pathetic and now he's a bit powerful. Like... Yeah. It kind of flits around. But the maybe good parts the, were really good. Yeah. Maybe oh. that was the point. Like, once he'd messed with the stone, he, it was, he wasn't himself anymore. <laughs> like he just, Oh, you're giving him an excuse like yeah. you always like to deal with people. Also, the main... We didn't mention earlier. The main thing in this movie is about, like, granting wishes. Like, um, mm -hmm. you know, like rubbing the genie's pot, rubbing the genie's lamp or that kind of thing. Um, and it's about, like, you know, what power... What would you pick or, you know... I like that, and yeah. I liked how it kind of involved the human race. But again, like in um, a lot of Michael Bay disaster movie type <laughs> movies, it when we involve the entire human race, it usually comes down to like it four people. It goes very bad. It comes down to four people in the world. Yeah. And they're always in different countries, and here's, you know, I, I don't know how that's supposed to, like, um, encompass everybody. but it, And it never does, does it? You're like... Well, it'd be very expensive if you tried to employ the entire <laughs> 8 billion human race. Yeah. Uh, this movie is 17 hours long. Not a lot of movie companies have that kind of budget. Uh, I put down Robin Wright as Antiope, but I mean, how long's Robin Wright in it? Like, She's not in it long, but I like Robin Wright, so yeah. I'm all in. She's in it at the beginning. Like, actually, she was in the beginning of Wonder Woman 2, but not in the rest of the movie, so... Yep. She gets relegated to the opening 10 minutes. But her, who she is has impact. Yeah. So. Uh, directed by Patty Jenkins. She also directed the original movie. And her next movie is Star Wars Rogue Squadron. So she's moving from Warner Brothers over to Lucasfilm. She's making the, not a TV show, the actual next big Star Wars movie. So good luck with that, Patty. Jesus. It's hard <laughs> stepping into that one, isn't it? Um, what do you think of her direction? here um i'll be honest i think it's kind of non-existent she also wrote it by the way if you know what i mean like it doesn't feel specific to anyone it just is yes that's kind of how i see i also it. feel and she didn't write the first one so but they let her write and direct this one because of the first one's success i don't feel like the script is strong a strong mm. and definitely dialogue is uh, problematic at times. I'm like, wow. It is. Like, yeah. What a. Why are people, you know, for instance, those dozy like people at the beginning? You're like, eh, this is bad, right? It, it feels like. <laughs> Does everyone else think this is bad? I think this is bad. Yeah, like that's. I had. I was. It opens like that, so I was kind of in like, oh, what? This is like a downgrade from the last movie. That's why I thought it was a TV show. And that's why you were trying to let him off the hook. Yeah. But um, I like her direction. I like the way it looks. I like the way the action I, flows. I'll be honest. I don't think in these movies the director 
that that's down to them. I think the actual whether the movie's like hugely successful and stuff actually comes down to the script, and I don't think the script does yeah. this any favors in parts. So the ideas are good, but I don't think the way it's like spoken. <laughs> the way the way the word is sometimes it sounds like they're reading off a page and it's not their fault it's just dialogue's awkward and there's a lot of like delivery of like there's a, the speech is good but there's other moments where they have to explain exposition stuff and you're like oh that's awkward somebody's telling me the history of something right now just telling it me straight up like it's well, I don't she- really mind that you know, it, I don't know. Sometimes it comes across a little awkward, like I'm being uh, explained to, like, you know, like I can't figure it out myself, so we need, like, a history lesson right now. Here we go. Um, IMDb reviews, what are those? Those are when you go find IMDb reviews that are very, very, very... Um, Reviewy? Um, not in f- favor <laughs> of the movie in question. Yes. Is that fair? These do not this these are the people who don't like this movie. That's a, they, you've you're much better at saying that than me. These people give it one star. Okay. This is not necessarily our um No, I wouldn't opinion. give it one star. It's not our opinion. Alright. So this person says very long winded and soppy. <laughs> I found myself getting quite bored. I'm not sure what this movie is. A drama love story with a few action scenes. Disappointed. What I love is the, uh, <laughs> whatever that is you're doing. It's like somebody from <laughs> Downton Abbey, right? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize. It's the butler from Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. <laughs> this guy says, I can't believe this movie was released. It's like they didn't even care about making a good movie. I think somebody cared. You know? This guy says, My family sat down all excited to watch. All three of my children got up and walked away within the first hour, and my wife had a nap. I'm pretty upset I wasted $30 on this. Oh, did they do the thing with... Yeah. That's unfortunate, but you made your decision. Who wrote this? The story makes so little sense. It was hard to watch all the way through. All I can say is, Hey, they tried... But I don't think it was their best try. Hey, you're giving them... They're like you. They're trying to like, hey, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Kind of, sort of. This guy says, I couldn't tell whether I was watching this thing in reverse. It's so slow and nonsensical. Everybody was all over the place. Random stuff happens and sometimes it's important and sometimes it doesn't mean anything. Who were even the good guys in this? (laughs) That's a good question. It's fair. And, uh, to be a little confused, I think, by this one. This guy says, quite possibly one of the worst movies ever. Mm. No plot development, no character development, atrocious storyline, cheesiest dialogue since Adam West Batman days. Only saving grace is Gal Gadot is in it. Little to no action. The movie just doesn't make any sense. Whoever did the editing needs to be fired. This is the metaphorical nail in the coffin for the DC universe. Please don't waste your time with this garbage. Um, I disagree. I disagree with all of those folks. <laughs> um, if I was, you know, uh, the first Wonder Woman movie, I, could, I really like it. I love it, in fact. You do. Um, I, would give it, I would give the first one like an 8 out of 10, easily. Mm. And I would give this one 
a six out of ten. Uh, this is the part where you tell me. Oh, I didn't you. realize you were just baiting me. Um, I would say... <laughs> Do you not know how the show works? <laughs> well, the rating is new. You just started that a while back. I would say... About a year ago. I'm going to only give it an average. five, Maybe 5.7. Right. I give it a six, but I give the original an eight. And I bet you gave the original an eight. Probably. If not, if not more. Because it was just fulfilling all over, fun, yeah. all the had all the stuff. So yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the I just think it was better in general. Um, there's going to be another one, so you never know. Could pick up, right? So uh, thank you to Warner Brothers. Um, movie recommendations. I'm going on the theme of this movie, so I'm going to recommend you my favorite Kristen Wiig performance, Bridesmaids. <laughs> The part where she's in the plane, it gets me every time. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is funny. Um, and on the subject of DC movies, the what the movie I really liked the best out of the DC universe, Man of Steel. It's the one that the first movie in the DC series. Yeah, but everyone else hates it. You can't love it. Exactly. <laughs> that ain't right. Do you? Which one do you like the best out of the DCs? I don't think I have a favorite. And like, to be honest, I can't think of them all off the top of my head. Do you head. like the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn? Did you like that one? It was all right. It was fun. What about Joker? Uh, I'd say Joker, just because it's the most intense and I don't recall lots of flimsiness. Actually, whereas all the other ones have some flimsiness. I would go as far to say as when they're making more DC films that Joker should be their template. Mm. Like... Like, they should follow that vibe, because that works really well, that movie. Sure. It feels, um, I don't know, it feels like, it's it's like what um, Christopher Nolan did with the Dark Knight films. It actually, it's not just a superhero film, there's something a bit more to it, you know? Yeah. Like, you come out of it and you go, yeah, that was the Joker, but damn, it was dramatic, it was violent. Yeah, agree. It was, you know? Whereas you come out of this one, Wonder Woman, and it's a cool and fun romp. But it doesn't do anything over and above that, does it? It's just a, a superhero movie, like plain and simple. That's it. Yeah. So Man of Steel and Bridesmaids, yours are? Oh, those are your recommendations. Uh, you're not. You're clearly not paying attention to the show. <laughs> you were just saying they were your favorite DC movies. No, they're my recommendations. Man of Steel is my favorite DC movie. It was my I second recommendation. I such close attention that you said it wrong, so or maybe not, but my recommendations <laughs> are, and this time for 2021, I'm going back to the 80s. Everything that's on my list of movies I have watched, I'm going to just start with 1980 and I pick two movies per week. I've got all the way through to week number 52, which we probably won't even do 52. We did 50 this year. Uh, I only got up to 1983. So from 1980 to 1983 are where my movies are going to sit. And the first two are, and these does nothing to do with quality. So don't judge me. The Fog and American Gigolo. Both I, um, 1980. I like both of those films, actually. I mean, they're not great. But, no, The Fog know. I watched on uh, VHS when I was kind of new to watching horror films. I really liked it. Excellent. American Gigolo, I don't remember a lot about it. It's just out of its time, but it's a movie I watched, and it's from 1980. I probably watched it multiple times on HBO. That's kind of how it went down when I was a kid, you know? All right, so at this time in the show, this is our special, we only do this once a year, so enjoy. It's our top movies of 2020. 
2020 was a strange year for movies because movies stopped coming out at one point. And me and we went back and watched some older movies that we had missed. Correct. So there are movies in there that are not 2020 movies, but there are our, there'll be our movies that we watched in 2020. So let's do it. I've chose 11, by the way. Okay. Um, well, I, I was good because every single year you complain that I don't go with 10. So I did 10, but I have five of the worst. So we'll go with that. Oh, I don't have five of the worst, but I have one of the worst. <laughs> I have five. All right. <laughs> because I, as we go every week, I have a spreadsheet. Hello. And every week I assign the number. And so now I just sort it and ba-boom, there's my list. Do you All know right. how to use spreadsheets? It solves a lot of the problem. So let's start with number 11 of our best movies of the week. Of the of the week. Of the year. <laughs> Alright. So yeah. who's going first? You. Alright. My number eleven best movie of twenty twenty is Possessor. The the Brandon Cronenberg movie that we watched very recently that I, I actually quite love. Yeah. That's my uh number eleven. Okay, you need to do two because I only have ten. Or you want to do two at some point? Alright, I'll do number ten then. Okay. My number 10 movie of 2020 is Spontaneous. Yeah. That's it's a, a comedy about blowing up, literally. <laughs> that's a fun one. That was a very satisfying movie. I love that one. And my number 10. Now, let me just tell you how my scores will go. Because if I give it a 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, whatever, I do points as well. So 8.9, 7.5 or whatever. The spreadsheet then does the work for me. So my top 10 come in at 8.9 and above. Just so you know. Right. So my number ten is First Cow, because that one? was a oh First, first Cow, yeah, because that was like kind of bizarre, but very, very interesting. Not a mainstream movie by any means, but it was one of those where at the end we talked to each other and it's like I'm so glad I like movies, not just like oh I want to watch a movie and be entertained, which is fine. I don't mean to mock you, but. I just love the storytelling and the whole process of it. And this kind of movie does that for me. So that's your number no, 10. All right. So do you want my number nine? Yeah. All right. My number nine is The Goldfinch. Bum, bum. Guess what my number nine is? The Goldfinch? The Goldfinch. <laughs> it's the, uh, it's also a, weird and interesting. And very cool. I, it reminds, you know, it reminded me a lot of movies like that I love, like Magnolia, mm-hmm. or you know, where it had this like intense kind of like through like there's a couple of different stories in that one going on. Um, but it's just a cool. Well, it, it, actually, the Goldfinch is like sectioned into like three parts, and you know, it's different parts of this boy's life. But um, it goes places you don't expect it to. Correct. I thought it was really well acted and made. I enjoyed it a lot. So. um Yours mine is the num- same. <laughs> yeah, mine's the same. So now you're number eight. My number eight is Parasite. Ooh, it was okay. the it was the best picture of 2020, and also a Korean movie. Um, I had no idea what it was about going into it, and I think it was, I think it was a lot of fun. <laughs> fun, well. I don't know if that's the right I, word. I just it, it's very it's unlike anything else I've seen. It's very different, you know. Yeah, very different. I don't know about fun. 
It's kind well, of horrible. It was fun for me, but I'm kind of... <laughs> kind of... Um, so my number eight is... Da -da -da -da, Tenet. Oh. Because I think that was really, really good. Didn't hit the top, top, top. But yeah. So I mean, you... I got it at a nine. So you can see now from here up, I'm all nines and tens. But Tenet, yeah, really good. Right. So what number are we on now? Uh, that was my number eight. All right. My number seven is Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. Oh, wow. Okay. I really liked it. <laughs> you did? I like Ewan McGregor's performance. I like the nods back to the original movie. I just really enjoyed the whole movie. Okay. I thought it was a cool, you know, it's it's not The Shining, don't get me wrong, but I really think it's a good, you know, it fits together quite well. Okay. We'll get to that later. And uh, my number seven is Spontaneous. So we've addressed it with your number, yep. whatever it was, but number seven. Because it was really good. Really, really actually fun, thought-provoking. And funny. Well done. You just kind of had to go with the flow. I enjoyed it a lot. All right. My um, number six. Is that right? Mm -hmm. That was my number seven. All right. Number six is 1917. That's a good one. Roger Deakins did the cinematography. It's it was beautiful. a one-shot kind of thing. Like, not really a one-shot movie, but made to look like a one-shot movie. And it, even though that sounds like a gimmick, I think the movie, it, it worked. Like, the whole thing was intense. It was genuinely finish. beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. 1917 is my number six. And my number six is Antebellum. Another Ooh. challenging, one of those where you're like, oh, God, I just didn't see any figure anything any it kind of blows your mind to me it did anyway yep and it uh deals with race and mm. that's not why though i just think it was beautifully like twisting my mind around and it looked good and i was interested the whole time and so it's an unpopular why. opinion but i liked it i know people say oh it's a bit too much like um get out and uh us but i actually liked it better than both of those right weirdly and that's unpopular opinion, though. Most people think it's not. You're an unpopular guy. <laughs> All right. Movie number five in my top 10, 11 is Tenet by oh, Christopher Nolan. You got him up there a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, I like Christopher Nolan movies. I don't know fully what it was about. <laughs> I feel like I need to watch it a couple more times. And then... <laughs> but I enjoyed the... It's, you know, his movies are spectacle, aren't they? And exactly. You really have to use your brain a little bit while you're watching it. and Which is not a bad thing. No. I, I always feel the same with his movies when I come out the other end of them as I go, that was cool. I could tell that was cool. <laughs> what but the I'm hell? not 100% certain what happened. And I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, I'll leave that for later. I'll go and investigate what it's about fully. And my number five is Retaliation. That is uh, Orlando Bloom, right? Correct. Yeah, I had actually was, forgotten ooh, about that. That one was I dark. Saw, I was like, that's very dark. And it's very, that's another one that's a little bit, it just makes you uncomfortable. It's well done. It's intense. Yeah, that was actually a good movie. All right. Yeah, that's why it's my number five. My number four is Joker. Okay. It's a movie. It's Does a DC. <laughs> it's a DC movie that is the most unlike a DC movie than all of them. It's it's more like a serious drama. 
It's not about special effects True. at all. It's not about, you know, Batman flying about and stuff. It's literally a very down-to-earth story of the birth of the Joker, right? It's all true. well made, and it's kind of um, intense. Kind of, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and my number four is, was Light of My Life. That is not, a, yeah, that's one of the movies that we actually caught up on. It's from a previous year, but yeah. Right, it's yeah. Casey Affleck. Correct. Um, and it's a, uh, is it a zombie movie? Uh, no. No, there was. No, it's not a zombie movie. No, but it the feels premise like is one. that a virus has wiped out half the population, as in um, all the women, or most women. And so now he and his child are roaming around trying to survive. It was really good. It was really good. Reminded me of The Last of Us in many ways. Yeah. Um, My number three is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. What a shocker. (laughs) I mean, I, I, you know, it's Star Wars. It'll always be part of me. It's part of me. I understand. Even if a Star Wars movie is bad, if most, you know, the people think it's bad. I'll I'll find pleasure in it somehow. <laughs> I'll find it. But I don't think Rise of Skywalker was particularly bad, to be honest. I really enjoyed the conclusion of Ray's story. I think it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, because no. they're not you. So it doesn't matter. So what's your number three? My number three is 1917. Oh, we're kind of on the same page, but kind of Kind number. of on different numbers, same page, different number. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 1917 is great. It is really good. My number two movie is The Lighthouse. Oh my. <laughs> it's, um, it's, I don't even know how to explain that movie. It's insane. Right? It, it, it I don't know if it's <laughs> insane, but it's another one. I mean, it's not, it didn't hit my top 10, but like I said, my scores are from 8.9 up. So it would have been in probably very high. It just didn't make it right in there, right? Um, it's Willem Dafoe and Robert Patterson. But it's it's also challenging for people who just want to sit down and watch somebody snap their fingers and get rid of half the universe. You know what I'm saying? It's not that. <laughs> it's not that. It's bizarre. It's not funny. <laughs> it's got some... It's not sweet. It's not anything like that. No. So that's my number two. And my number two is Joker. It's right up there. Because I felt like it was really everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joker. But to be honest, my number eight through number two all got nines. Right. It's just that this is how the spreadsheet decided to put them out there. And then as I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, yep, yep. I think Joker, as I'm watching it and feeling like the weight of just how it's all put together. And it's not life-changing or anything, but it's just a solid... Everything. It's got the weirdness. It's got the uncomfortableness. It's got a re- relatively interesting story, you know? All that, yep. All that jazz. My, um... All right. Drum roll, please. Okay. Go on, then. Drum roll. Brr, brr. Worst drum roll ever. <laughs> My number one movie of 2020 is Uncut Gems. Really? Yes. That seems like a long time ago. It is a fantastic movie. Um, I don't generally love Adam Sandler, but when he does a serious role, I really love him. <laughs> and that would be Punch Drunk Love and Uncut Gems. 
And I know I'm using this word a lot, but again, that movie is challenging. It is. Um, it feels awkward, and you're like, what the hell's actually kind of sort of going on? I feel on like here? I was on the edge of my seat for two hours. Like, it is just like intense. It like. It ramps up as well. Like it, it yep. gets hard. It gets just harder to deal with this guy throughout. I mean, he's not even that likable, the guy. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> but you're still rooting for him in a way. Kind of, sorta. But he's like a complete plonker. Everything he does is kind of wrong, messed up. True, true. But there's something about him. You're like, no, come on, dude. You gotta, <clears throat> gotta get out, figure it out. And it's about the um, gem business, like the. What would you call it? Uncut gems. <laughs> yeah, like the... Getting a hold of the ones, you know, kind of like the very nasty side of, you know... New York Their mind, and then they're sold off, and then they're kind of in the underbelly of the, you know... You get your diamond, but how did it get to you, you know? Yeah, brilliant movie. I loved it. And my number one is... Uncut gems. Oh, <laughs> and we don't consult on this at we all. We do not. It's the only one I gave a ten to. I sit down on my own and I write this. You've already kind of devised your yep. numbers. <clears throat> so. Very nice. What's the worst movie of the year for you? That oh okay. Well, my bottom five. So we're gonna go from. Well, I only have one. Okay. Well, you do yours first. Then. Mine's Gemini Man. Okay. With Will Smith. Okay, that's my number five, bottom five. So, visually, yeah, I'm right it was, there with you. <laughs> visually, I thought it was cool, and it did that 60 frames a second thing, which made it weird looking. But visually, I think it looked good, angly. But the story was just shite. I, I would never watch that again, I don't think. No. So that was my number five <laughs> of my bottom five. My number four, so we're, we're amping up to my worst, right? So... Number four from the worst uh, was Doctor Sleep. <laughs> and I, I love that movie. <laughs> you did. Loved it's it. Like yeah, it was, when you said that, I was like, "Whoa!" Mm. My number three, Bloodshot. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, Super Soldiers, blah blah blah. My number two, worst, The Invisible Man. Really bad. I liked The Invisible Man. I know Man. you did, also. but you didn't put it in your top ten. Thank goodness. No. And my number one worst movie. 2020, The Grudge 2020. Yeah, that was pretty it was horrible. Pispo, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But if you want if you guys want to watch it and to see for yourself, you just do it. <laughs> True. So that is our rundown of t- top 10. See you next year at this time and you can we'll do it all again. Goodbye. Goodbye. No, we're not done. Are you done? No. Okay. You you're you're about to go now. Um what's for dinner? Tonight for dinner, we'll I gotta check the road because it's been it's snowing, snowing where we live right now, and it's cold and it's wet. So if the temperature's just right, that means there's ice. And I, until I go to work in the morning at six o'clock, which will also be hazardous, I don't know if I want to venture out. So it could be impossible whoppers. I say make something, but it also could be the grains that I have. You know, like a little bag of not rice, but lentils and something else I don't remember and some scrambled egg and some toast all right so what's your um advice for 2021 my advice is going to be my resolution which I don't usually set in stone or anything but and it's confusing to some but if you really let it sink in with every single thing that you confront this year let go and hang on and be able to know the difference to be able to 
move forward. Let go of this, that, and the other, and hang on to this, that, and the other. If you if you hang on to everything, right, then you've got all the anger and all the shit and all the clutter and all the everything, and it's not good. It's no balance. If you let go of everything, like, don't give a shit about anything, then you're also letting go of all the good and all of this, and if you don't care, that's not good. So you gotta find a middle, and um, that's my thing. If Every time I'm confronted with the thing that I have a immediate reaction to, I have to think, am I letting go or am I hanging on? Hanging on could mean reacting. Letting go could mean just ignoring. So it's, or stuff, right? I'm, I cleaned the garage recently. I love Oh, that's stuff. what you got me for Christmas. You got oh, me a yeah, bike Oh yeah, a big rack. bike rack because I cleaned half the garage out It's not a that. bike rack that you put on the car. No, it's a bike stand, that's yeah. called, that you hang your bikes on in the garage. And it's almost like a step ladder that you hang them on. It's it a just gravity stand, stand. yeah. Just yeah. hold itself up there. It's cool. It is very cool. So that's what inspired me to clean the garage. And then I'm like, I love throwing stuff away, but I want to hang on to this and I want to let go of that. And that kind of started me on that. So that's it. Let go and hang on. All right. So um, you can catch us Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google Play, RSS feed on the page, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify. In fact, everywhere podcasts are available, we're available. 24 hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week, 365 days a year. Correct. See that? I know some numbers. <laughs> you can also email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She just thinks you all suck. She doesn't. I don't. I'm, and, letting, um, I'm letting go of your snotty comment, but I'm hanging on to it. I'll remember. <laughs> and stay classy Wonder Woman 1984 will the next one take place in 1985 <laughs> that's a very slow franchise <laughs> yes and I'm gonna say think for yourself if you don't do it someone will do it for you 